0: Hello and welcome to another episode of The Debutant Report. Once again, I'm your host, Michael Long. Back again to break down episode 2 of Survivor 41. <laughs> and yeah, I'm still recovering from an absolute cracker of an episode uh, last week. With so many new twists, so many new advantages and game mechanics. And so many more coming in this episode as well. There's so much to get into this week. Yeah, I'm also loving the characterization this season. I'm loving how we're getting to know each character more and more. And getting us a lot more invested in this season, so I'm really loving that. Can't wait to break it all down again this week. And yeah, let's just jump right in, shall we? (laughs) See, Voce getting voted out three to one in this episode. I really, really, really felt bad for Voce here. I thought that yes, whilst I didn't have high hopes for him going into this season, I think he really warmed up to me. I think after that first episode, and I thought he had a really good eye for the game and could have really gone far. Just felt. Yeah, really bad for him. I think he got a bit unlucky here, just I think he did well in building strong relationships within his tribe. It's just a shame that a few things didn't go his way. And yeah, he he's he's a really big super fan, and that's why I really feel for him in this spot, just because I'd probably be pretty disappointed too if I was like him in this spot too. Yeah, I think he just prepared really well, just for a different game. <laughs> I mean, for a traditional season of Survivor, he probably would have gone in as someone who knows so much about the game, would have had a really good really good knack for it. But just the fact that there's been so many changes this season probably left him in a bit of a rough spot. I think he really could have gone further than what I probably predicted in my first episode and my preseason predictions. But yeah, for all money in this episode when Yasa went to Tribal Council, I was for sure thinking that Tiffany was gonna go home. I mean, even though Xander probably seemed like the likely target with the girls' alliance, given the fact that Tiffany was being so sporadic in the moments leading up to Tribal Council, we'll get into the reasons why later, but yeah, she just seemed like a bit of a loose cannon, and especially with Evie and Liane as pretty savvy players themselves, they probably didn't want someone like Tiffany to be someone that they were working with, given that she got a bit spooked with Xander's potential advantage that he had, and yeah, for all money, I was thinking that Tiffany was going to go home in a bit of a blindside here, but apparently not Voce ended up getting the boot here, and I'm not entirely sure why they voted for Voce instead of perhaps Xander, and even Tiffany here. Let's go for Xander first, just given that, yes, they know he found this new beware advantage that uh, we're going to go into a bit later, but I think they needed him more for challenges and the fact that he seems like a pretty loyal ally, and maybe even um, someone that they can even use as a shield later on. Yeah, so, there's potentially reasons why they kept Xander over someone like Voce, but Voce, he just seemed like someone out of the blue, like, he didn't do anything wrong. I mean, he seemed to have a pretty good bond with Evie, it's just that she ended up having greater bonds with the girls' alliance. So yeah, really, like like I said before, just really feel for Voce in this position. He didn't do anything wrong. I think he just caught caught in the firing line there. And then Tiffany, I feel like her challenge performance really, I think, laid her down and put her in the spotlight a bit more than she was previously. I think going back to last week's tribal council, the fact that Abraham got voted off, and if Tiffany was to go now, what's to say that Evie might be next on the block, given that she might potentially not be as great in challenges as... Um, what the other three left in the trial might think so probably a self-preservation move here to keep Tiffany in as a bit of a shield for herself as a means of keeping that loyal ally yes and also as potentially an easy boot that they could get rid of later on pre-swap or even during the swap so yeah maybe that's probably the, the reason why they ended up keeping Tiffany over Voce, Uh just to keep that loyalty strong there yeah I just feel like the fact that Xander ended up having a potential advantage and the fact that he ended up not having a vote really um, made things a little bit more precarious for the Yasa tribe going into this tribal council. Let's get into that advantage, actually, because this is a really, really, really strange advantage. I mean, I get that Survivor's trying to be really fun and innovative, but this one just seems like such a big gimmick, in my opinion. Let's go through it, shall we? So Xander ends up finding this new Beware advantage, and he has uh the option to either take it or leave it. Now, if he takes it, he has to use this advantage, and it directly affects him as soon as he decides to use it. But if he leaves it, he leaves it for someone else to take. And I think for every survivor player in this situation, you take the advantage. There's no situation where you leave a package left for someone else to find. No, you want to take this advantage. That's new new uh, trinket that you found. So he takes it, and I guess, logical move on his part. Um, and turns out it's a three-way shared immunity island. I've never seen this before. So I guess, just given off that point in itself, the fact that it's a three-way shared immunity, I kind of like it's being affected or influenced by people in the other tribe. So in that sense, you're still having those cross-tribal interactions and you're still encouraging some sort of bonds to be formed um, across tribal lines. So I get that part. Now, this part that really <laughs> annoys me a little bit and gets a little bit on my nose and makes me a little bit confused is the secret phrase that they have to say at tri- at um, the immunity challenge. Now, I'd get if it was something like a random word that um, might seem a bit unique or something that stands out a bit, but the fact that it's a phrase that's just so random, I can't even remember what they were. Something about butterflies, something about, I don't even know. It's just <laughs> completely, completely random, and I guess it makes it more of a gimmick in itself. Now, me, as someone who analyzed the show, I found this super confusing to figure out, and we'll get into what the rest of the tribe thought after it, but I just thought it was super confusing, and I myself found it a bit hard to understand. I can't even imagine how What other viewers might think of it, but I was watching this this episode with my family and some of the casual viewers, and they really they really liked this new advantage. (laughs) They found it really fun, and they um, seemed to really enjoy it. So I guess if Survivor producers are trying to appeal to the casual audience, I think they're doing a good job because, uh, as evident as my family found it pretty enjoyable to watch here, but the fact that until the secret phrase is uttered by all three members um who hold the beware advantage, can the idol then be activated. This this is also is a little bit tricky in itself because the player who finds it can't vote until all three have been set. I think from other Survivor analysts' perspective, your vote is the most powerful thing that you can have as a player in the game. And when that's taken away from you, you're practically, I guess, useless in and of itself, because without your vote you can't influence the game. So we're moving back to, I guess, Tribal Council now, the fact that Xander couldn't vote in a five-person tribe, that's huge. Like, five people in a tribe is already slim, and without having that vote, I think that completely shakes it. So, yeah, that really had an influence, I think, on Voce going out here because Voce and Xander were really tight, and Voce probably was relying on Xander to have a vote in order to perhaps keep him around in the game and perhaps have a greater influence on the tribe. And as we saw in the episode, Voce knew that, as we find out, Xander doesn't have a vote this tribal. So in that sense, he has to start searching for other players. And I think Voce probably did the best he could to try and build bonds with the remainder of his his tribe mates and try to, I guess, influence the vote that way. I think Evie and Voce were pretty tight and he probably had a right to trust Evie in this situation. But yeah, she ended up um, flipping over. And luckily, we're not in the jury stage of the game just yet because I think that Voce probably wouldn't have appreciated Evie's um, move there to vote him out in the end. So yeah, really sad for Voce, thought he could have gone quite further in the game. Reminded me of Russell Hans a little bit, so that's why I kind of liked him a little bit and probably thought he could have done really well. But yeah, getting back to this advantage, the fact that Xander has found it, uh, the way that he played it is quite interesting in itself. I mean, something like this, it's a bit hard to tell whether whether you tell anyone or whether you keep it to yourself, as we say that Xander pretty much blurted it out. To his alliance, which was Evie and Voce, and that just spiraled out of control. Evie told the rest of her alliance, as I find out later, Evie told Deshawn on the retreat, and pretty soon that's gonna spread like wildfire to everyone left in the game. So, in a, in essence, it probably doesn't help Xander too much that he ended up telling people because it probably could end up hurting his game later on. So, yeah, it's a bit hard to tell. I mean, like, obviously, it's a new advantage. He's probably right to try and tell the people he trusts about it, yeah. but it, it might end up hurting him in the end because so many people might be able to know so much about this advantage and probably could paint a target on Xander as being a potential threat going forward. So I think Xander could have played it probably differently if he kept it to himself. It might have seemed a bit weird when he goes to say the phrase at the immunity challenge, but at least he has something up his sleeve. I mean, he still has his extra vote, which I'm not sure if too many of his tribe know about, but he can't even use it now because he, he, he can't vote until... Um, all three people have said the secret phrase, which is why this advantage is so, so weird. It's so, it seems so much of a gimmick to me. And yeah, we'll see how it, how it turns out going forward. But I think the way that Xander can potentially play this going forward is to maybe try to speak to someone at the immunity challenge, probably across trouble lines. His only option probably is to tell people about what this advantage is, where they can find it. So at least there's some kind of bond to go off there, probably could talk to JD and Danny that he probably built that alliance with, or that bond with, um, back at the summit in last week's episode. So there is that connection there that uh, Xander does have room to move off. But yeah, it's it's a really tricky one because you've got to make sure that the right person finds it and they know the phrase to say, and then um, the implication that that has on the other tribe, like, what if you find it, what if someone finds it that you're not particularly keen to work with? And soon enough, you're relying on each other for these idols to work. I mean, it really has potential strategic plays later on to say you can tell someone from the other tribe where to find it so then they can leave it in the path of someone else to find and then block that person from being able to vote. So, yeah, it's it's a really interesting one whether you want to sacrifice your vote so that you can get someone voted off across a tribe. I mean, yeah, there's a bunch of different ways that this could be played maybe going forward if it's to stay. If we're looking at this advantage and we're looking to say... Okay, Xander has this advantage going into the Yasser Tribal Council. What if Xander gets voted out with this in his pocket? Does that advantage now become null and void and no one can be able to... If someone finds an idol, say, on the Ua or the the Luvu Beach, now that they're not able to vote ever again in the game because Xander's gone home with this advantage in his pocket. Like, how does that work? So there's a little bit of tinkering, I think, to happen with some of these advantages going forward because, yeah, there's a little bit of ambiguity about uh what happens if someone's voted out with 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 this i guess potential idol potential advantage in their pocket yeah that one's an interesting one for me yeah and this advantage really had implications for the yasa tribe conversations before they ended up going to tribal council we see the fact that because xander had told evie and evie had told evie had told her girls alliance there's a lot of i guess confusion over what this advantage actually is and i think that's why tiffany ended up imploding a little bit and ended up getting a bit paranoid simply because. She knew that Xander had an advantage, but whether it was activated or not, and whether he actually ended up having a vote, that got her really, really paranoid, as as we saw in the episode, so I guess that makes for good TV, but I was talking to my sister about this watching the episode, and she said, the game doesn't work if no one knows how the things work in the game, and so that's, I guess, a point where Survivor might be dropping off a little bit, is when things become so confusing that not even the audience knows what's going on or how some of the game mechanics work, so... Maybe a little bit of um, altering needs to be done by production in that sense. I think they might have bit off a bit more than they could chew when it comes to this, when it comes to these advantages, just simply because it might have just become tipped to the extreme end of the spectrum where there's so much going on that it's just too confusing to follow. So, yeah, it's that's an interesting one there. Yeah, something else that happened in this episode, I mean, after that immunity challenge where we saw Luva and Ua win immunity back to two tribes being able to gain immunity This episode, we see again that uh, two people are able to go to the summit, or I don't know if they're calling it that, or able to make an independent decision, as the survivor probably worded it. Um, So Evie and Deshawn end up leaving on a boat after the immunity challenge, where they get to have the same experience that Xander, JD, and Danny had the last, and they get to have a conversation, build bonds, and end up with the same, I guess, decision in the risk or protect your vote, and the same prisoner's dilemma there. I think it's really, really interesting and a really, really smart strategic play about how Evie made this decision. I mean, I've already said before that she's playing a really, really great social and strategic game so far, but I think she took it to another level here um, when she met up with Deshawn at the summit. So, of course, it's a sticky situation to be in when you're uh, whisked away from camp and not able to have those conversations, especially leading up to a tribal council. That's probably one of the most crucial times in Survivors that... Time before Tribal Council where you have that time to, I guess, strategize with um, your Alliance and with the people in your tribe. Uh, the fact that she's missing that is a huge blow for her, but I really like how she approached this with a really positive mindset. She really made it into a really positive situation and looked to build really strong bonds with Deshaun, and it really, really worked. I loved how she told Deshaun what her situation was in the game in order to build trust, and you could tell that Deshaun, being a Survivor fan and a strategist himself, he understood What Evie was talking about and realised the potential gains that he could make by having this time to discuss with Evie. I really, really liked as well how she outlined her situation at the moment. I was able to get Deshaun to pick risk of his vote, knowing that she herself will protect her vote um, because it was so important, this tribal council, knowing that Xander had that, Xander wasn't able to vote at this coming tribal council. So, yeah, the fact that she was able to protect her vote. But also to build an ally and giving him, and giving Deshawn the chance to gain an extra vote is a really, really great strategic play and will probably help her going forward into a swap. In able to have that really strong cross tribal bond there, I think I'm really liking this part of Survivor this season in that they're really trying to encourage tr- cross tribal bonds, especially when it comes to a swap. And yeah, it will make things really interesting when that comes around. But yeah, the fact that she was able to build that bond and also to I think survivors have a real struggle of, of figuring out what information is good to reveal and what information they want to keep for themselves. I think one of the more ones that stand out to me is Angela in Ghost Island, where she knew she had information that Seabass had an extra vote to target Dominic, but she just bloated it out straight away, and as soon as she did, she knew she had made a mistake. So yeah, survivor players probably in the past have had a real struggle of what information to reveal and what information to withhold, and I think Evie played this really well in that she said she was telling other people's secrets to Deshawn, so ends up building trust with Deshawn and building that alliance there or that bond there, without getting too much blood on her hands and ensuring that those secrets are kept between the two of them. I think it's that's a really strong play from Evie. She spilled further that Xander had this advantage has given Deshawn the ability to know who has an advantage and also how to play it. So he now knows what the beware advantage is or the basic outlines of it. So that gives him a lot of room to manoeuvre, I think. Let's say he finds the the advantage, and so yes, that might be a knock to him about um, not being able to vote, I guess, without having all three phrases said at that one in the challenge. But he also knows that the fact that he has it, he now has, has control over whether Xander and over whether the next person who finds it is be, is able to vote and is able to have, this, have an advantage in the game. So that, that all comes down to Evie and the way that she's... Played her social game. I mean, she really was the star of this episode, uh, in in the way that she was able to build bonds, cross tribal lines, and also within her own tribe as well. So yeah, she's been playing really, really well. And yeah, I'm really interested to see what Deshawn does with his information. We haven't seen too much from the Louvre side of things, but seems to me like he has a pretty strong bond with Danny. And so that Danny Xander bond might come into play there, and whether there um, there might be allies moving forward. So I'm really loving these like cross tribal bonds and this new interaction between tribes really makes for a really interesting season there. There was a lot there about different social dynamics and different social plays, so yeah, a lot from the Yasa side of things, but let's go Let's go to the other remaining two tribes, we didn't see too much of them this episode, but want to go. we'll touch on Luvu first, so Luvu, um, as you saw in the previous episode, Nasir seemed to be on the outs of that tribe, but he seems to me like he's been trying to ingratiate himself. Um, a bit better we saw him get a little background package as well which is great to see there and Sydney said herself that she probably couldn't survive without Nasir on this tribe so he's probably done really well in terms of integrating himself back into the tribe after being a bit on the outs earlier in the season so yeah it'll be interesting to see what goes forward with Luva I know I predicted that Nasir would have been the first run off had Luva gone to tribal but we're yet to see too much from the Luva side of things so it's hard to tell who's aligned with who and what the different dynamics are on that side so I guess it's a bit of a wait and see situation there but over on the Ua side of, side of the game we see um, a bit of a fallout from Tribal Council. I think Brad seems to be probably worse off coming from last week's Tribal Council. I would have thought that JD probably would have been on the outs as well having been probably outed as someone that the tribe didn't trust too much so it was really great to see the fact that he was able to get back with Ricard and have those conversations with him and try to rebuild bonds with his tribe that he probably jumped the gun a bit in the previous episode. So Brad, on the other hand, I think he did himself a disservice in the way that he played it coming off the back of tribal. He obviously was a bit a bit taken aback by the fact that he was considered a bit of a threat to his tribe and someone who might have been a bit untrustworthy. And I think going into the game, Brad probably wanted to be seen as a guy that was going to be loyal to a T and someone who could people would want to work with in the game. So I think he took it a bit of a knock um, to his own probably confidence the fact that his tribe didn't see him as too much of a trustworthy person and the fact that he went off and tried um, spying on Ricard and JD probably yeah like I said before did himself a bit of a disservice giving off the perception that he had it was a bit of a sneaky player I mean yeah he probably didn't have that much of a of social awareness I guess I don't really want to say too many bad things about Brad because he seems like a nice guy, but. Yeah, running off on your own. I mean, Tony did it in game changes, and look where it got him in that season. I mean, it doesn't end up working well if you're openly looking sneaky around camp. And so it might have seemed like a good idea to go and try and spy on Ricard and JD. I mean, he probably got a bit of information out of that, but I guess I just confirmed what he probably thought beforehand in that some of his tribe mates probably don't trust him as much as probably would have been before. So Brad, in my opinion, looks to be in a pretty sticky spot in his tribe, but I think Shan's doing a pretty good job as well. I know we talked about her previously in the previous episode, but yeah, she seems to be really doing really well in the tribe. I mean, even though we don't see much of her, just her presence around around with the other members of a tribe and how close she seems to be with them is yeah, she seems to be in a really, really good spot. And the fact that Shan pointed out that that Brad was probably giving off loose cannon vibes and probably wasn't someone that someone that she could trust. She's, she looks like she knows what she's doing and she can really build ones with other people, which is, um, yeah, I think she can really go far in this game. Still no explanation as to the Sarah vote from last week's episode. I'm still a bit confused by that as to why she ended up voting out Sarah just because they seem like really close allies um, going into that first tribal council. But yeah, still a bit confused on why that happened. We'll have to wait and see and maybe at the end of the season why that happened there. But yeah, that's pretty much it that happened in this episode. I mean, there was a lot to go through, especially from the Yasa side of things. We saw so much from the Yasser side of the game and how Evie was able to play it really, really well socially and strategically and end up solidifying an alliance on the Yasser side. I also found it really interesting, just something funny towards the back end of the episode, the fact that Jeff started losing his voice at Tribal Council. I think it's the first time I've seen something like that happen in Survivor, so yeah, it was pretty funny to see. I hope Jeff's doing all right after this episode, but... We'll get into the predictions for next episode now, just going off each tribe, seeing who's on the bottom and what's going on. I think, yeah, on the Uwa side of things, Brad seems to be in a pretty tough spot. Um, we're not seeing too much from Uwa and Luvu, but from Uwa, I just think that, yeah, just on face value, Brad seems to be a bit on the outs. I'm not really sure what the other alliance lines are looking like, but um, if they were to go to tribal, Brad probably is the most likely one to go. In terms of Luvu, yeah, that one's also a really a bit hard to look at given that we haven't seen much and we don't really know the alliance lines over there either. I said Nasir before, but things might have changed after that and the fact that Deshawn has this new information uh, about the Avenge could be something that could come into play later on if Levi were to go to Tribal Council. And then looking over to the Yasa side of things, this is where things get really interesting because we have the girls' alliance in Tiffany, Liana and Evie and then we have Xander on his own. But the fact that Xander can't vote really... Makes things interesting in and of itself um, in the way that alliances my shape around that. I just, yeah, really see Tiffany as this bit of a loose cannon. I wouldn't be surprised if if Yasa do go back to Tribal Council that they do end up voting out Tiffany just because of um, perhaps challenge performance and the fact that she seemed a bit spooked by the whole Xander situation. Could be a reason to vote Tiffany off next episode. Yeah, if Yasa were to go to Tribal Council, potentially Tiff would be in trouble Maybe even Xander if the girls stick together, which I wouldn't be surprised by that either. I mean, they seem like they have a really strong bond and potentially going into a, a swap coming up, that's probably the best bet to go to have loyalty rather than challenge strength. So, yeah, those are two options there. I know in the we've got her next week on Survivor Preview. Um, there seems to be another twist coming up, something about going to a different different island, different place, something, something new coming up. Maybe, hopefully, it's not another summit where they have a protect or riskier vote because I think we've seen enough of that already. Yeah, it was like I said before, it was really interesting to see that return for a second week. Didn't really expect that to happen, but something different. And yeah, we'll, I guess we'll just wait and see what happens next week. But yeah, those are my predictions for next week's episode. It should be really interesting to see how that plays out. Uh, but I think that brings us to the end of another week's recap. Thanks so much for listening to another episode of the Debutant Report. Um, if you made it all the way to the end, I really appreciate you if you did. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at the Debutant Report, And let me know your thoughts on Twitter as well at Debutant Report. if you agreed or disagreed with anything I've mentioned in this episode. And yeah, hope to see you next week for episode three's breakdown of Survivor 41. Should be an absolute cracker, just like these past two episodes have been this season so far. But until then, I hope you guys have a great week and we'll see you next time. Have a good one, guys. Bye.